Where everybody knows your name. Do, 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 do. And they're always glad you came. Do, do, do. You want to be where you can see. Your troubles are all the same. All right. You want to be where everybody knows your name. Um, that was lovely. Brought to you by North Southwestern San Diego State. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. And I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. I'm your other host, Chance. Good old NSWSDSU. Thank you guys for the sponsorship. Go wreaths. Wreaths, sure, why not? (laughs) I mean, another school in California has a Christmas tree as their uh, mascot, so. Yep. Who's to say? Yep, Stanford. Yeah, good old Stanford. Uh, which Eric could not get into. No, but um, Ben Savage did go to school there after the show was over. Oh, after the show was over. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. That's a fun connection. See, it all connects. What well, Ryder Strong was in college during the show, was he not? I'm not sure. I feel like several times he tried to leave or something because of college. I could see that. But ended up finding a way to make it work. I don't know. I don't know. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. This almost didn't happen tonight. Almost didn't happen. We pulled it together. Last minute. At the last minute. We're recording again together tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be fun. We'll tell you more about it at the end because I think we'll be able to announce it. It's already out there in the ether. It's already out there in the ether and... And I I think they'll come out around the same time. Actually, I think this will come out after. Oh. Well, even even better. We'll tell you guys at the end what we got going on. Yeah. Their their turnaround is... It's spectacular. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so we we yeah we're here. We watched this episode. Uh-huh. We're having I'm, the the season three finale. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just blown away. Oh, I, I'm doing okay. You didn't have to ask though. Oh, I'm sure our listeners really wanted to know. Yeah, how are oh, you doing? Fine, let's just go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, it's too late. I feel like Cameron is offended. I have been slighted once again. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I'm sorry. I, it's just I, that I, wonderful time of year. Test. Testing, state testing, standardized testing, high stakes testing sucks. Um, part of my job is uh, staying with a um, young boy with autism uh, f- during school hours because he has some impulse control problems. Um, so my job on Wednesday because of state testing was literally to sit outside a classroom for five hours. And if the test proctor needed anything or if like, um, something went wrong, like I could be there to like go in and talk to him and all of that. So like, that was my job. But also I know my student really well and I knew he would be fine. So the state of Oklahoma paid me five hours to just play Monster Hunter the entire time. I don't get to do that. <laughs> I have to be walking around the classroom the entire time for the whole week, making sure nobody's cheating. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. How it would be so awful if people cheated on standardized tests. Be a real shame if someone were to cheat. No, I don't want to have that out there. Please, please don't. I don't want to get in trouble. It would be a real shame. There was no sarcasm there. You're right. Kids shouldn't cheat on standardized tests because the ch- tests are there to cheat these kids. Mm. 
Someone's already being cheated, and it's the children. <laughs> I will have that on the record. Send it. No teacher or anybody who really thinks about it likes standardized tests. Boom. They can be useful, but by the time they're really useful data, the students are already moved on, and it doesn't really matter. At least the way that they're done. Well, and kids... They're more used to rank and file schools and say, this one's good, this one's bad, which isn't really helpful. Well, and it's our productivity-based culture. We need to prove that a school is product productive for it to be a thing. Like, shut up. You know what's you know what's wrong? Kids aren't standard. How can we give them standardized tests? That's true. Anyway, there is a purpose. I just don't think it's as necessary as people talk about. Oh. They're used more to punish schools and withhold funding from schools that don't perform well. But those schools could use the funding to in order to perform better. So it's dumb. Yeah. And they should feel bad. They, they don't though. They should. Um, yeah, so this is our rant about standardized testing, which has nothing to do with this episode of Boy Meets Surprisingly. World. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, so as Chance said before I got upset that he didn't ask me how I was, um, this is the finale of the season. Yeah. We've made it. We've made it. We're here. This episode is a lot more interesting than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. Um, but the word I'm using is interesting. Yeah. Good. We, we'll talk isn't about it. there. Um, it is interesting. I feel like this is our second finale that doesn't feel like it should be the finale. Well, yeah. Season one's finale is... Is nothing. Yeah. I mean... Again, it should have been Boy Meets Girl. Yeah, Boy Meets Girl. That was the finale. The finale being Corey and Sean darting off to go be with women. And that being like the last scene of season one would have actually been thematically Yeah, it would have been perfect. Because the show shifts from that point on. Yeah. Um, season two's finale was fine. Yeah. No. Kind of had this big kind of dramatic moment, the shift of Sean going to Turner, which was kind of the main well, point and, of stuff in the next season. Yeah, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about, is was this episode, because I'm just going to spoiler warning, it's not, but was this episode intended to be a thesis statement for the next season? You know, maybe something like, you know, season one was a lot more about the family, seasons two and three hadn't been... So maybe this episode was saying like, hey, season four, a lot more about the relationship of the family. The, the Sean and Topanga are still going to be there, but we're really going to dig into Corey and Eric. Like I said, spoiler warning, does not happen. Doesn't at all. <laughs> we'll actually get this exact same episode done worse later on. Mm -hmm. Far worse. <laughs> yes. Um, but I guess we can't say We that. can't say for sure we haven't that it's it. worse. But on every memory I have of that particular episode, it is maybe the worst episode of the show. I don't know if you and I have ever talked about it. But yeah, when I think about rewatching Boy Meets World, it's the like, one I don't dreaded... want to watch that one. Yeah, it's true. Because it's, it's basically the same conflict. Do you want to synopsize this conflict? This episode. Yeah. So it's the last day of school. Eric graduated against all odds. Um, not really against all odds, but, you know, against all odds. Um, Sean and Topanga are going away for the summer, um, and Corey is feeling neglected. Uh, uh, Eric is also leaving for the summer to do a cross-country trip, see all 50 states. Um, very impressive. Uh, to see all 50 states, driving across country, and uh, is waiting for his acceptance to college. Uh, his, he's got one school. He's pretty sure he's going to get in. Um, and Corey has complicated feelings about this. Yeah. He's, he's definitely mad about Topanga and Sean leaving. Has complicated feelings about Eric. Yeah. I think that's a good description. Yeah. Hilarity, not really there. There's... There's moments. Yeah, there's a couple moments. There's a couple moments. But not a lot. 
Yeah. So you certainly couldn't say it ensues. Yes, it, but it, it peaks its head up a time or two. It does. So we have to. We just have to stop for a second. We just we need to stop. We need to get it out of the way first. I think they have gone from being four years apart to three years apart, and we ourselves have to figure out how. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't know it was going to happen in this episode. I know. I legitimately didn't. But aye, aye, aye. okay, because we know Eric is eighteen, mm-hmm. and in this episode, Corey refers to himself as fifteen. Mm-hmm. They talk all the time, like for fifteen years, we shared a room. Mm-hmm. For 15 years. For 15 years. It's their 15th summer and next summer is their 15th. So in the course of this season, they have gone from late 8th grade to late ninth grade at some point. Somehow. And I, I was trying to think of it pretty much the entire time. Um, so if I missed things in the episode, I apologize. But we can't even say that the last few episodes have been their freshman year because in Happiest Show on Earth... We learned that the breakup episode was just three months ago. But they were clearly in eighth grade mm-hmm. in the breakup episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I I have a theory. I have one quick... I mean, the show is right. We just don't have a broad enough understanding. Mm-hmm. Just to quote everyone's favorite detective, Benoit Blanc, it makes no damn sense. Compels me, though. <laughs> What what is that from? Knives out. Oh, knives out. <laughs> it makes no damn sense. It compels me though. That could have been from the old show Kabumafu for all I knew. You mean Zabumafu? Zabumafu, yes. Kabumafu. That yes. would have been a very different show. <laughs> Kabumafu. <laughs> I'm gonna go Kabumafu. I actually had the. That's the, what. That's an episode of uh, the A Team when uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T kind of goes off on his. We're gonna own. go. Com- Boomafoo, I know. Baraka is like, I'm going to go, I can boomafoo. I can boomafoo. The boomafoo, yes. I had that song stuck in my head the other day. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, here's my theory. Corey actually went back in time. The timeline shifted at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Here's, okay, I'm just going to throw this theory out there. Tell me what you think. Okay, so, in... Forget what the episode was called. I was a teenage spy. Yes, I was a teenage spy. We are led to believe that he shocks himself and has a very vivid dream. Mm-hmm. What if he shocks himself and sends his consciousness back in time to an actual Russian spy who was in Philadelphia at the time? Mm-hmm. Hotbed of spy activity in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. yes. So it's not that he himself is physically traveling back in time, but... His consciousness, which actually is a theory of time travel because matter can't go from place to place, Mm -hmm. that information can be transferred from time to time. Because if you showed up in the past, your matter would be there twice and it would like... Yes, because matter can't be created nor destroyed. Yeah. There's always a finite... possible. There's always a finite amount. Yeah, it's set. It's set amount. So maybe Corey's consciousness was transferred back in time. Into Brad Pitzer. Yes. Well, maybe that wasn't even his name. We don't know. That's true. He was. Why was he there? I think he was a Russian spy. I think maybe Corey's brain was perceiving everyone around as people he knew. I could see that. But Corey himself was in the body of a Russian spy. And that's why Boris and Natasha recognized him. That makes sense. But why, how does that change um, why we're, we moved forward a year? Well, I mean, there's a million things. Maybe Shanzi, in a world where he didn't have Brad Pitzer, had a much worse life and did something that made, I don't know... <laughs> 
I, I'm, I'm butterfly affecting. Okay, it's like a kind of like a sound of thunder. Yeah, thing. A, a butterfly affecting thing. Like maybe Shanzi grows up to be a mechanic, and that mechanic in uh, or no, he grows up to be a criminal, and in that world, uh, Alan and Amy, f- four years after Eric's birth, um, they get stranded in a car. They get stranded because their car wasn't worked on by the right person. End up making Corey a year later. In the original timeline, Shanzi fixes their car, and they never and their car works really well, so they have a lot more sex. That's how it works. <laughs> so they have Corey a year earlier. This car riding is so smooth. Let's make it a little bit rougher. I don't know. No. Uh, it's just like if that's the case. <laughs> There has to be something for literally everyone <laughs> to have been born a year earlier than they were in the previous timeline. That's true. Well, Sean doesn't have to actually be. What if? No. he. I think he still does because he's in their same grade. Well, and, yeah. And but... whatnot. But here's my thing. He did. Sean's life, Sean's Hunterelli's life gets worse. And um, this was... Originally, this never happened, but he's lost Brad Pitzer, and so he's, his life is distraught. Maybe he takes up a life of crime. Maybe he's the founding member of the Hunter clan, but they do a job that goes wrong. He ends up knocking out power to the entire eastern seaboard. There's no power, and everyone knows the night the lights go out in Georgia is when all the babies are born. So everybody that would have had a kid about a year later ends up having them, having them a year sooner. Love it. Corey actually goes back in time. To mm-hmm. 1957. Changes Shanzi Hunterelli's life so much in that brief window of time that he is forever distraught afterwards. Mm-hmm. Becomes a becomes a member of the mafia. Mm-hmm. A founding member of the Hunter clan. Or at least he's brought in. Yeah. And does a job so poorly because the Hunters are bad. Bad criminals. Not like... Not good criminals. Not capable criminals. They're mm-hmm. incapable. And he ends up knocking out power to the eastern seaboard one night. A year early. A year early. And... Corey, Sean, and Topanga are all born a year early. I feel like it only makes sense. It, it, it's the only thing I've got. Seven here. Let me go all the way back to my notes. Because here, if he is born in if it's 15 and 96, when this takes place. Because mm-hmm. he's wanting to go work in the Olympic Village in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We've already established earlier that it's the blizzard of 96. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to go back and see my notes for kid gloves. I found some old D&D notes in here. That's exciting. The fugitive kid gloves. Apparently, I didn't think it was worth writing down. What? What year we figured he was? We pegged him in. But kid gloves. This would have been ninety-four. He turned twelve. What was so, it? Would it be? Yeah, it'd be ninety-four. Ninety-four. He turned, he turned 12. twelve, so it'd have been eighty-two. But now he's fifteen and ninety-six, which means he would have been born in eighty-one. Eighty-one. Yeah, a year earlier. Yeah. yeah. And we saw so, in kid gloves him go from eleven to twelve. And just a few episodes before that, we see uh, Eric go from 15 to 16. Mm-hmm. So their birthdays are fairly close. Uh, Eric is a year and some, or four years and some change older than Corey. Yeah. I feel like we pegged Eric around a February birthday mm-hmm. based on the blizzard. Yep. And then we pegged Corey in about an April birthday. April or May. Yeah. So fairly close together. Yep. But now a year closer together. <laughs> Yes. So there is no, there's no getting around it. There's no like p- putting it off. Something has messed with time. This has become a sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there, we can't 
chalk it up to an exaggeration. So at some point during this season, and I I, I have to assume it's I was a teenage spy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put it in there because they knew we would crack it. Mm-hmm. I think this so. is the Da Vinci Code. It is. And they've aged them up a year. What's interesting is I thought they would get aged up two years. But in season four, Corey turns 16. Mm-hmm. But then season five, they are seniors. That's right. So, so we get somewhere between four and five, we get another age up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. We're going to have to figure that out later. Yeah. But we might have to pull, pull about the, uh, the Minkus Gambit at that point. Yeah. As I've dubbed it just now. Which actually could fit with a few things. But we'll, 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 we'll face that when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of lots of um, wibbly wobbly timey wimey things going on. Yep. So originally they were the class of two thousand and. They were originally the class of two thousand. It should be in your notes. Two thousand. Where they were the class of two thousand. Mm-hmm. Now they're the class of ninety nine. Now they're the class of ninety nine. So they were. I, I, they've. I think we've got to assume they were in eighth grade up until the sock hop. Mm-hmm. But then when they came, when Corey returns, they're in ninth grade. They're in ninth grade. But they never realized it. Right. But Eric's not. No. Eric's, well, Eric's was always a senior this whole time. Yeah. Because the night that the, the lights the went night out. The night the lights went out in Philadelphia was yeah. in 80. I guess it would have been in 80. Yeah. It was in it. It was in 80. About or April, June-ish? Yeah. About June. About June-ish. They blame um, the heat, 80. but we know it was uh, Hunterelli. Yeah. Yep. It's true. Um, I think that... He was a bumbling criminal in his 40s. Didn't go well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he married TL, but it was a really bad it was a really bad marriage. Mm-hmm. She's like, why can't you be like Brad? Yeah. Brad really ruined their lives. He really did. What a jerk. Um so yeah. Probably was... they were outcasts for helping a spy. Oh that too. Oh they man. Probably got shipped out. Because everyone was like, spy, spy, spy. Corey, his consciousness got snapped back forward to his body. Mm-hmm. But Brad Pitzer was like He's left to deal with all of that and they'd helped him. He's like, you caught me. I am a spy. Suddenly they were accomplices. They probably spent some time being tortured by the government. Oh, they did. Man. Corey's so selfish. He doesn't <laughs> even know. Corey. Ugh. Um, but yes, so that is our new timeline. Um, I really want to draw it now. I'm really proud of us. <laughs> what we just did. I feel like we are Kurt Vonnegut writing Slaughterhouse-Five. Honestly. Maybe we'll maybe we'll write the true the true Boy Meets World book at the yes. end of this. Have you ever read Slaughterhouse Five? It's been a long time. Oh, I love it. But if you're listening, the main sort of plot device of that um, book is the main character is unstuck in time. Like something has happened where he is unstuck in time, and so he's living all the moments of his life out of order repeatedly. Like even his death, just he'll die and then be back. Like mm-hmm. as a kid, and then snapped to where he was in the war, and all of these things, and it's like all kind of the story's leading to these moments. But Kurt Vonnegut kind of talks at the beginning of how he planned to write it, and then he had all these timelines drawn out, and then yeah, I mean it's pretty cool, well, definitely worth checking out. We may have to we may have to resort to that. I think it would be fun to draw what we just talked about. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna, I I feel like I have to go back and listen to our entire show <laughs> and keep track of all the timeline things that we've said. And we could probably in a season or two have a timeline episode. Yeah. Where we recap. We're gonna have to. We're before college we'll have to. Mm-hmm. So before college there will be a boys meet timeline where we talk about the timeline up into that point. The timeline is just gonna get wilder in college. The interesting thing about this 
from a not timeline perspective, but from a narrative perspective, is why keep Eric so consistent, but age up the main character? I feel like they just kind of wrote themselves into a corner with making him a senior of just like, they never really say like they're in this grade, they're in that grade, but it's like, they've like, we've known the whole time what grade Eric is in. Mm-hmm. They like make a big deal out of it. Like as in the first season, he's like, I'm a sophomore and girls don't go out with sophomores. They yeah. go out with juniors and seniors. And he's like, I'm a junior. And then he's like my senior year trying to get into college. And that's like a whole plot point. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, they wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah. It just, but they didn't because they gave us this gift, the gift of time travel, time travel. Yeah. Uh, they've given it to us twice. We haven't used one of them, but yeah, that's in our back pocket. We're going to need it. We, we are going to need it. But yeah, so I, I, I just think from the perspective of like a writer, you would think you'd want your main character to be more consistent, but the people around him can be a little bit more in flux. So what you're saying is the real boy meeting the world is Eric. May, maybe. You've always said you wanted it to be about Sean instead of Corey. Maybe it's really about Eric. Maybe. Instead of Corey. I mean, it's not. But you're right. Um, but it could be. It could be. And, you know, Eric, um, I feel like between the tutoring and this episode, they're really setting him up for something. Um, and then I don't, I don't, I'll put, put it this way. I don't think it's going anywhere. <laughs> oh, gosh, it doesn't. Um, anyway, let's get started mm-hmm. with the episode. Overall, how did you feel about it? I guess we've already kind of said. Uh, a little mixed. Uh-huh. Was, processing will help. I was thinking as I was watching, I felt kind of disappointed because I feel like they do Eric dirty in this episode. And I'll get into it as we go. Mm. But I just feel like he's really... Just the way they decided to go with it really does Eric dirty here. And I don't like it. Interesting. Um, I didn't... I guess I kind of feel like Eric was done dirty. Um, I feel like this is an episode almost addressing their own bad writing. Like, <laughs> being like, no, see, it wasn't bad writing the whole time. Like, it was these guys. It, it was all leading up to this the whole time. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. But we open up. John Adams High, mm-hmm. very messy. Lots of trash just strewn on the floor. They're cleaning out their lockers because it's mm-hmm. like the last, it's the end of school, presumably like the last day. And But they're cleaning out their lockers so there's trash all over the floor. I've got a theory about that actually, but keep going. Uh-huh. Uh, and Turner and Eli come to Eric and say, hey, we have something for you. He's like, oh, is it a graduation gift? And Eli says, no, it's a confiscation gift. We're returning all the things that we took from you. Um, and... Eric is like, hey, my giant underpants. Which when he says this, I'm just like, oh, this episode's going to be great. Because mm-hmm. I'm having fun. Giant underpants. Giant underpants. And he holds these giant underpants up. And it's just very He's funny. always got to laugh. Mm-hmm. What do you think he did with the giant underpants? And why would they take him away? That's a great question. Was he like... Was he hitting people with them? If you're just wearing them... Maybe he like... Took magnets and like put it on the board when the teacher like came to work and boom, giant underpants in front of the whole class. <laughs> Good one, Eric, you comedian. Um, but then we're introduced to something even better than the giant underpants. It's true. Say what it is. They give to Eric his Feeny puppet, his little puppet of Mr. Feeny. Mm-hmm. Um, little George. Little George. <laughs> and then Eric's looking at it, Turner and Eli leave, and he's just like, detention, Mr. Matthews, detention, Mr. Matthews. And Feeney walks up and is like, what are you doing with this ridiculous thing? And then Eric's like, it's just a puppet. No, it's just a dummy. It's just a dummy, yes. And then uh, Feeney looks at Eric and says, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very good. 
Yeah, it's good. It's it's a, one of the funniest moments in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Feeny puppet. Uh-huh. In my mind, it's such a bigger part of this episode. <laughs> like when I think of this episode, I'm like, oh, the one with the Feeny puppet. Yeah, it's not, it's not even there. in there. This episode would have benefited so much from a recurring Feeny puppet. That's all I'm saying. It really would have. Honestly, the show as a whole, yeah, could only be improved with more Feeny more Feeny puppet. Maybe some detention. <laughs> Detention, Mr. Matthews. Detention. Um, yeah, so the Feeny Puppet. Here's my theory about why the school is trashed. Mm-hmm. They just did their end of the year run out of the school while confetti and papers fly everywhere. I, I could see that. The You know, High School Musical 2, mm-hmm. the end of the first song, everyone like goes out and like throws all their I, stuff and dances. Uh, oh, yes, I've done that. Have I told you that? No. Have I said it on here? I think it was 8th grade, maybe ninth grade. It was ninth grade because I had driver's ed, so I was older. Um, but we had a plan, and we, in our last class, we stashed a boombox in the back with the song School's Out by Alice Cooper, queued up. Bell rings. We get our notebooks and our papers. We get the boombox. We turn it on, and just the whole ninth grade walks down the hall in a herd, throw, ripping our notebooks and throwing them in the air. Alice Cooper just blasting down the hall. We walk right by the principal, and this was like, Friday and then he was just like I'll see you boys on Monday and then we were like we were in trouble and we were like you're gonna see us in a few minutes because we got driver's ed <laughs> but it was just like this glorious moment of just like we put this whole thing together just like the stereotypical movie TV show high school experience of like running out the door at the end of the last day and throwing your papers in the air like you just don't it was care. awesome oh I've that's pretty great. I've never done that. But just like in High School Musical 2, which is my reference point for this, um, they go back in and have to actually like, clean out their lockers now. <laughs> what time is it? Summer time. It's our vacation. What time is it? Time of our lives. School's out. Scream and shout. Summer's here. So good to be chilling out. <laughs> I'm off the clock. Fresh is off. I don't remember other now my, words. Now my girl's what it's all about. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, I did not expect us to sing that, but here we are. <laughs> oh, I think the audience did. <laughs> we are nothing if not a musical Boy Meets World podcast. <laughs> School's out. Scream and shout. Um, yeah, so they're doing that, and then Feeney is talking to Eric about colleges. Mm-hmm. Or is he talking about the trip first? No, the colleges first. Mm-hmm. And he's like... How's college going? Like the search for college. He's like, yeah, I got my rejection letters from wherever and wherever. Um, He's like, but I'm still waiting to hear back from North Southwestern San Diego State. Yeah, they didn't reject him. They put him on a wait list. They put him on a wait list. So he's kind of waiting for his letter on that. He's like, I'm going to go with my first choice, North Southwestern San Diego State. Mm -hmm. Ah, good old N-S-W-S-D-S. You. You. (laughs) (laughs) Is it real? Um, I didn't look it up. I don't don't know. That sounds like a made-up school. It does. I know there's a San Diego State, mm-hmm. so maybe it's like a branch campus, but the North-Southwestern seems kind of weird. Maybe it's North-South. You know, this is what Google exists for. Cameron Google something, Cameron Google something. I just made up a theme song for you. How do you feel? It's lovely. North-Southwestern San Diego State University. It's real? It only has one like on Facebook. I have a feeling. Oh, that's not. I'm... Oh, Cameron Google something, scream and shout. No. Um... No, it's not. I have a strong feeling it's not. Let's look up San Diego State University. Is there a southwestern San Diego State University and this could be the North Campus? I could see that. Like there's a southwestern Oklahoma State University. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. 
Okay, this is a made-up college. Got it. Interesting. Why wouldn't they just pick... Well, because they wanted to make the funny acronym. Mm-hmm. It was all for that. I can guarantee you. It was all for that. Um, yeah, so then Eric is saying, but it's okay, because he's waiting, but he's taking a big trip. He's going to mm-hmm. drive and see all 50 states, just in his car. And Vini says, well, how will you drive to Hawaii? And then he says something ignorant, maybe racist, but just ignorant at this point. I'm going to go until they start speaking Chinese, and then I'm going to hang a Yui. <laughs> Which, geographically speaking, isn't entirely incorrect. But you've also driven across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a racist statement. I guess you're right. To say I'm going to drive to China and then turn around and I'll hit Hawaii. Because it's somewhere in between there. Um, Yeah. It's a very ignorant statement. It it struck me as like Orientalism. Like, it's just one of those places over there. I guess I could see that. Um, But maybe it's not. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yep, so I mean, that kind of sets up what he's got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, then we cut to Corey and Topanga, who are now back together. Big kiss. Back together. Big kiss. Or as they say in Spanish, back together, muchacha. Big kiss. <laughs> Beso grande. Beso grande. <laughs> I was like, I know besito is small kiss, but I want a big kiss. Maybe you have to, no, you wouldn't say it. Besito. No, that's still small. But besito grande. That's a big kiss. Okay. I think. Um, if yes. it's not, please don't tweet us. Please don't or do tweet us. Do, I'd like to learn. Um, but yes, Topanga's going to camp. All girls camp. And Corey's like, "Are you sure I can't go?" She's like, "It's an all girls camp." And he says, "Well, what time swimming?" Which is okay. It's a fifteen-year-old boy joke, I suppose. It is. Um, and she's like, "No, I'm gonna go. Like, we're gonna do this." He's like, "This is our fifteenth year." A summer of our 15th year. Um, it's like, well, I have other years to spend together. And then Corey just says, I'll pay you $1,000 to hang out with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, does Corey actually have $1,000? I don't know. Suburbia. I'm just saying. I mean, it's it's possible. Um, in my head canon, uh-huh. I just checked. It's two years later. But Topanga's going to the same camp that Lindsay Lohan goes to in The Parent Trap. Oh, that's <laughs> a fun camp. Um, you know, Corey could have a thousand dollars. He doesn't seem like he's really into baseball, mm-hmm. and he has that signed Cal Ripken card. That's true, and probably other baseball cards that maybe he's recently sold off. So he's coming to some money, mm-hmm. um, which he's going to end up using to finance part of the trip that he's going to take. Oh, interesting. I could see it, but before that, he was going to try to pay his girlfriend not to go to camp. Yeah, I could also see it as like. He's got one of those grandpas that's like, For your birthday, I invested $50 for you. Mm-hmm. I had some relatives do that. You got lots of money now? Uh, no. Barely any from that, but enough to pay for my first car. Wow. My second car. My first car went after my first car died. They were mature enough that I could pay for my second car. Wow. Like $2,000. Pretty cheap. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Sweet ride. Angie. Cameron in his suburbia life, too. Yeah, you know me. Um, yes. And so Corey's sad, and he's just sort of moping. And then the Feeny Puppet comes back. In my notes, I just have, Feeny Puppet! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And he just peeks his head over, what's got you so down, Mr. Matthews? Maybe some history homework will help cheer you up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric, or Corey's just not really having any of it. Corey's being a buzzkill. Mm-hmm. You know I've never liked your Feeny Puppet. What the? How can you not like the Feeny Puppet, Corey? Well, and that's just such a rude statement. Yeah. You, should, you shouldn't 
use terms like always and never. Because mm-hmm. it's not true. But. Sometimes yes. sometimes it is. But most of the time it's not. Yeah. So Eric is like, lighten up. It's not my fault they're leaving. I've only got one more week here. Let's make it great. Just like old times. And he Slaps him off. on the shoulder. Corey's like, old times? <laughs> just seems like so distraught. Um, Do you think he was distraught about Eric leaving before this? Or... Eric bringing up old times is what made Corey distraught about Eric leaving. I think it's Eric, the realization of being reminded that Eric is leaving right after being reminded of Topanga's leaving. Mm. And it's just like compounding on him. Okay. It's like if one of these things happened, it's fine. If two of the things that happened happen, it's fine. But all three are happening. Mm -hmm. It's like too much. Well, I guess my question is more, do you think he was distraught about Topanga leaving because he was distraught about Eric leaving originally? Or did that thought enter his mind at this moment? Maybe. Or think of Eric just saying good times. Like There's like old times. times. And uh, he's just like, what are you talking about? And, and that's I, kind of when he gets in his head about Eric uh-huh. at that moment. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. he's just been so focused on other things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this episode really sets up Something that I feel like a lot of people do, where we just make things a lot bigger than they actually are, and maybe worse than they actually are. Sure. Of just like, we never spent time together, and I don't even know you, and all blah, 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 blah. And maybe that's true, to an extent. But I guarantee you it's not as bad as Corey's feeling it in this moment. Well, sure. It's just because, like, the, it's just like this moment of change and transition where he's just, like, feeling it extra. Yes. Well, and this season especially, but last season a little bit too. Like, with the exception of New Year's Eve, which was Eric's last resort, they only do meet in passing. Mm-hmm. Eric and Corey don't have a single... They don't have a plot line together. The yeah. rave, I guess. Yeah, I, they do have the rave together. Um, but again, something he kind of has to do, not something like... So, I mean, the show... This, this is what I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. The show is right, like, about its own history, I think. But I also think that's just their inability to write a plot line with Corey and Eric. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, we've pointed out before, and you especially have pointed out, like, the plot is on, like, Corey and his friends doing something, and Eric and the adults Mm -hmm. have something on the other side. And it's never, like, Corey and Eric doing something together. Right. They cross cross paths to no avail most of the time Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah and even but even before that if just like the in season one where it's like maybe they had some stuff together but it's like going into middle school Mm -hmm. where eric's like you can't talk to me yeah like there's that whole thing of like in the first episode of like you're the seventh grader i'm a junior you you can't talk to me i'm not gonna give you a ride Mm -hmm. whatever and it's like the whole plot point of the first episode is like eric ends up coming to save his brother yeah and we're surprised by this yeah so yeah yeah and i mean i can't think of many plots they had in season two together either no not really no they shared some time in who's afraid of Corey wolf Mm -hmm, barely yeah i feel like the the theory that's been proposed of like whatever the um intro to the episode is is kind of like the most important things in Corey's world mm-hmm. here is kind of misleading or maybe this is the point where it kind of breaks apart where he's like yeah i would say eric's important to me eric and sean those are the people that are important to me and then kind of here he's like actually no that hasn't been the case like sure we were good he was my brother but now i'm kind of realizing we've sort of existed together but not really been brothers as much 
Yeah, yeah. The show is almost Pete and Pete-esque in that it really is about the two brothers, but not really the two brothers together. Mm-hmm. They always got something going on. Yeah. But rarely the same thing. Yeah, and I think Pete and Pete handles it a little better because it's clearly they're both main characters. Um, and generally they're, at least in my memory, their ridiculous plot lines have some common theme the show seemed i mean because eric's just thrown in there a lot mm-hmm. like i mean the brenda marsh episode is the one that keeps sticking out in my mind because i still don't know why that plot existed mm-hmm. like was it supposed to be funny was it supposed to be dramatic was it supposed to be tragic was it supposed to be <laughs> it's supposed to be a lot of things yeah so I mean, it, just, it doesn't it doesn't make sense um it's like yeah the show still hasn't figured out what to do yeah. With the brothers. Which is a shame. Because I really like Eric. Yeah. He's just been kind of consigned to side character. Like, yeah. What kind of main side character? Main side character, yes. He always has a plot, but never anything really important. Rarely touching what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Usually funny and interesting. Sometimes curious. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's strange. And I mean, even in this episode, I'll just say it, what I was thinking earlier of like how I feel like this episode does Eric dirty. It's not really with like the him wanting to go off and like maybe being mean to his brother and whatnot. But just like we don't even get to see Eric graduate. Yeah. Like there's true. it's been kind of building to this moment of him like finishing high school. And it's like, we don't ever get to see that. Like they could have made this episode more focused on him. And they could have they could have even tied in the like trip and all of that, but like made it a more Eric focused episode of like graduating college and like maybe a little moment of triumph mm-hmm. where I feel like the whole season's been kind of mean to Eric and a lot of next season will be very unkind to Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like keeps like heaping all of these things on his character when it's just like, I love Eric. I think he's a, he's a fun character. I think he's really funny. Um, like a good person, mm-hmm. like as a character, as we'll see more as the show goes on. Um, but they just don't give him any moments of triumph. I mean, spoilers, even for the end, we don't see that either. Like, he's graduating college, and we don't see that. Mm -hmm. And even in Girl Meets World, when he comes back, it's like, he's not lived up to any of the potential of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like like we talked about in the tutoring episode. It feels like they're really setting him up for something. Like, in my... In my mind, it's a turn towards education. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it just... It bums me out. Yeah. If they'd kept the four years thing... Would have been interesting if they had done something like Eric being a teacher's aide. Mm-hmm. Like their senior year, he yeah. has his like like he does get into school and he does teaching program and he becomes a, a student like teacher, student teacher. Corey's a senior year and like he and Feeney are like working together and yeah bagging on Corey. Maybe him and Turner or whatever. It, I feel like it could be really fun. Yeah, it could have been fun if and like when Corey's dealing with stuff at school, Eric could have been like, you know, I'm learning about this in school. Uh huh. Kind of like a, a secondary mentor. Yeah, like it could have been. It could have been something. It could have been, but it's it's not. <laughs> Sadly, um, but here we are. Um, we're at the park, mm-hmm. and Corey does a fantastic fake out on Sean. They're playing basketball, and he like fakes one way and goes dribbles around and gets the layup. Oh, nice! It's just like very impressive, Corey. Nice, good job, Cor. On Sean, no less. I feel like Sean would be good at that. I'm no, Sean, no, I have no data to back that up. I guess he seems more like one who would be hitting on the cheerleaders on the sideline. Yeah, Sport Sean was a season one thing. Sport <laughs> Sean is all but gone. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, apparently, Sports Corey is still here a little bit in this in this episode. 
only. Yeah. I don't think we ever see it again. Yeah. It, it just comes up randomly, TK. This is our farewell to sports, Corey. Yes. <laughs> in this episode. Um, definitely farewell to sports, Sean, a long time ago. I don't think he's yeah, mentioned he's to sports. Yeah, never been mentioned. Um, but yeah, he's like, we're going to be the boys of summer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be awesome. And then Sean's like, no, I'm going with my dad. He's like, you said you were going to be home all summer. He's like, that's the thing with the mobile home. <laughs> You put Wherever you go, you're home. You're home. Um, um, so he's like, well, then I'm the boy of summer. Yeah, boy of summer. Uh-huh. So he's kind of sad. He's like, it's okay. I'll be here learning new things, making new friends. And there's a woman feeding pigeons. And she just kind of looks at him and places a piece of bread in his mouth. A piece of stale bread. He's just kind of like, hmm? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. And then the next scene is the bedroom? Um, oh, I'm blanking. For some reason, I wrote the phrase, well, then this summer blows, but I can't remember why. Someone thinks the summer blows. Well, Corey. Well, definitely Corey. Um, He may have even said that now that I think about it, after Sean said... Oh, no, I see now. It was when in the next scene when Corey comes down, and he's like, I figured it out. Oh, like, yes. For summer, I'm going to go to the Olympic Village in Atlanta, and I'm going to sell like American flags or whatever. And his parents are like, no, you're not doing that. And he's like, well, then this summer blows. Which is a great plan. I wouldn't want to go to the Atlanta Olympics. Why? In hindsight, there was a bombing. Well, okay, yes, but if you were in Corey's shoes, not having Yeah, that, not having that future knowledge, but he's a time traveler. Only to the he's, past. He's got to know something. <laughs> only to the past and maybe the far future. Maybe. <laughs> he does get... Taken by Mr. Feeney. To space. To space. Which I think happens. If we say the one is canon, the other one, the other is, one two. Has, is two. Yes. We'll come back to that. That's another one in our back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, the Earth alien. <laughs> Earth alien. What if when Feeney takes him at the end, he says, I found the Earth alien. What if up to that point, it is not actually Corey? It is an Earth alien posing as Corey. And in that moment, he's replaced with the actual Corey. That wouldn't work for everyone else. No, you're right. But it's fun to think about. It is fun. That's another thing to keep in our keep yeah. in our quiver, if you will. Um, and then we really get into the conflict, though, of just like yeah, yeah. So he comes down the stairs, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you come here about Eric's trip?" And of course, like, I don't care about Eric's trip. Mm-hmm. And Eric is like, "I don't have to stand here and listen to you. I've got packing to do." Mm-hmm. And it's just like they're just snippy with each other yeah um, i just don't like it yeah it, they're sniping back and forth and i mean Corey brings up the whole like we never did anything like and if you if, if, we never did anything because you wanted to it was always because you were stuck and had nothing else to do mm-hmm. it was oh, or i'll give you a ride to school and now my friends need a ride so no yeah or i want to do this oh but now i got a date so never mind mm-hmm. which we have seen that as a plot line with the baseball game yeah the baseball game when he was 11 but he's 15 now just saying yeah four years later three years later yeah so yeah it's Corey is saying like hey you never made time for me i was never important to you um which again is both true and not true right Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean i I wrote this down later but i mean it goes both ways Mm -hmm. Corey's like you never were interested in me but it's like you could have been interested in him yeah. Like, I know it, it involves both people, and usually it's like, I'm the younger brother, and the older brother's like, nah. But, like, you could have put yourself out there more. Mm-hmm. Like, you're more interested in hanging out with Sean and Topanga than you are with Eric. Yeah. So it's I, like, it's on you too. Yeah, I would 
I would say the onus is probably on the older sibling. You are an older sibling, so you might be a little biased. Um, no, no. I'm the older <laughs> sibling, and I am infallible. <laughs> um, but I would say the onus is on the older sibling a lot of the time. Like, you would just have more freedom as the older sibling. Like, the younger sibling, you're always asking, like, can I do this? As the older sibling, like... You could, like, invite them along. Invite or say, along. yeah, sure. Or, yeah. you know, be more open with it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I, I mean, yes, it is. It is on both. But when defaulting responsibility, I would generally tend to default responsibility to older, more experienced. Mm-hmm. But also it's like we shared a room. Like, they're in a room. Not even going places, but it's like, when you're going to bed, are you chatting with each other? Are you... Whatever, even just the last episode, Corey wakes up in the middle of the night and Eric's very amicable with him, gives him advice to go after Topanga, cares for him, literally gets in major trouble for having a dummy of his brother and covering for him for two days. Like That is a problem with this episode that I meant to bring up. Again, it's just very poorly placed. Mm-hmm. Like, with, with Eric just doing all this stuff for Corey, like, whew. Yeah. <laughs> for Corey to be like... You've never spent time with me. It's like, he just covered for you while you were in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Like, just now. Like, last episode, man. Again, I really think that that episode was supposed to be a lot earlier. So, yeah. I mean, the back together kind of makes it seem like it was just last episode. But they could have just been addressing that now mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, and But then he goes off and Morgan's like, I'll be your friend, Corey. Mm-hmm. And he's like, thank you, Morgan. And then it just feels weird. It's like they're holding hands and swinging them for like a beat too long. Well, I think that's the I joke. feel like it's, the, but it was just like, we could have paced this a little bit better. But then Morgan's like, oh, wait, I have camp. Yeah, Day camp. camp. Um, and I'm just like, Morgan totally knew that. Yeah. And she's totally just banging on him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a very subtle, but I I, agree. I would agree. Uh-huh. She totally planned that. Um, and then Corey's like, why didn't you ever send me to camp, parents? And they're like, we did. We sent you when you were eight years old, and you called us every day wanting to come home. You wrote letters about them performing scientific experiments on you. Which they were. <laughs> um, it is pretty young to go to an overnight camp by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know it happens, but it just seems really young. Sure. So I get it. I get I get where Corey's coming from. Yeah. Did you... I, I have never really heard of an entire summer-long camp. Like, week-long camps mm-hmm. are everywhere. But I have never heard of, like, a... You go spend the entire summer Like here. a bug juice or a camp hope from heavyweights kind of scenario. Yeah, even Camp Anawana. Yeah. None, none of those... They, I'm sure they exist. Because bug juice is based on a real camp. Not even based. It's literally a reality TV show about a camp. Oh, it's a reality TV show? Yeah. Huh. I knew that Bug Juice... It was like early early reality TV. I knew that Bug Juice didn't come in a jar. It comes from who you are. Bug Juice comes from who you are. That show needs to come to Disney+. Plus. I don't think it is. At least the original. I think they made a newer version. Were you and your friends really edgy and sang the song but called it Butt Juice? (laughs) No. I can honestly (laughs) say we were not. At the time that Bug Juice was on TV, we did not have Disney Channel. So I never really watched it. So I wasn't really part of the zeitgeist at that point. Okay. we And all my friends were like way into watching things that we probably shouldn't have been. Well, sure. I don't know that I've ever actually seen an episode of Bug Juice. I remember watching yeah, it at like my aunt and uncle's house when we would go visit. And I was like, this seems cool. I want to go do this. Now I'm like, what was I thinking? That seemed like totally something I would not enjoy. I, I don't think I've ever seen an actual episode. But 
the theme song was part of the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. So we would sing, but juice doesn't come in a jar, but juice comes from who you are. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> well, that's, that's just good, good comedy. Yeah, we were, we were super cool teenage boys. Mm-hmm. Pre-teenage boys? I don't remember. I think we were pre-teens at that point. Um, there you guys go. Children, either way. Your, 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 your butt juice song. Enjoy. <laughs> Nasty. Um, we also liked to call Harry Potter hairless pot smoker. So, very clever. Yeah, we were the we we were the most clever. I can tell. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Morgan has camp. Morgan has camp. Hairless pot smokers here. <laughs> um, but then Corey goes upstairs and he's like talking to Eric. Like, it seems like he's going to apologize. Yeah. But then he super does not. Yeah. It's like one of those things where you're like going to apologize because you overreacted or well not because you don't you don't really want to but you're doing it because someone told you to or you're like I'm going to be the bigger person yeah. and then you get there you're like I don't want to yeah you don't want to or like you blow something out of proportion so you feel like you don't have to. Yeah, I can see that. Um, what she then certainly does. I did notice, though. I mean, in the last episode, it was this way. Their beds have swapped. Yeah. Well, in the last episode, there's been episodes where they have been that way. But I'm just thinking back to kid gloves. I'm thinking even very early episodes where Eric's laying on the bed 12 o'clock. 12 mm-hmm. o'clock. He's laying on that bed. And then, like, kid gloves episode, Alan comes in and puts the thing on and it's on his face and he's laying in what is later eric's bed sean hides under that bed yeah. and he calls it Corey's bed but now at some point they've swapped yeah but well and i agree with you but i was thinking i feel like i feel like the last episode where we saw their room is like the first time we've seen their room since maybe who's afraid of Corey wolf like has any major event happened in that room since that episode? Surely it has. I don't. I. I, I was honestly trying, racking my brain, trying to think what has happened in that room since. I think the first time we've seen it all season, that that bedroom set was in the last episode. In the last episode. Surely, surely, surely it has. I don't want to go back and look. Well, I, I. Yeah, I don't think we should. But but surely it has. And here I am looking. Uh. No, you're probably right. I just, yeah, I can't think Yeah, it's the kitchen and the living room we see a lot. We see the kitchen and the living room a lot. We're spending a lot more time at the school. We see the basement set a few times. We have a strange park set in this episode that I don't think we ever see again. Very much, so very obviously inside on a soundstage. Yeah. It might as well be a play Mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't think of any, but surely, surely, surely. Maybe it's been shown. Maybe there's been like a little scene here and there. It's after Who's Afraid of Corey Wolf, but not by that much. Eric is listening to the skating tapes, and he's in, mm-hmm. he's in the bed. Yeah, he's that's in the pretty basement. late in the season. Yeah, but that may be the last time we've seen it. Maybe I'm not sure, but their beds are swapped. All that yeah. to say. In classic Boy Meets World TV fashion, we talked about it a really long time. <laughs> Their beds are swapped. This is her job. This is this is the purgatory. This is not our job. We do not get paid for this. This is our hobby. Uh, this is our pleasure. <laughs> but it is not our job. Terrace bought us a mic once. We got. And I think we've put in the work to pay that off. We've, he's gotten. He's gotten his return <laughs> in entertainment value. It's I true. hope. I. <laughs> We're sorry, Thank, thank you, Terrace. Come on the show. You've been on it twice. Yes. Um, 
anyway, things sort of blow up here mm-hmm. where they start fighting. Yeah, Corey um, is incensed about a sock on his bed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and then Eric says the line here was like, I'll be gone and be the best brother you ever had. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like there's a little truth to that of just like, once it's over and you're like, oh, the sweet, you're like the nostalgia. Oh, do you think that's what Eric's going for? That's I, I don't know if that's exactly what he meant, but I think that that's the truth of the matter. Of just like, if Eric leaves, the issue's behind them and suddenly it's just like remembering the good things or it's like hmm. rose-colored glasses more. I was thinking Eric was saying like, if I'm so awful uh, and I hurt your feelings. Gone, I won't do that to you anymore. Yeah. It's probably a bit of both. Um, I think yours is more true to life, mm-hmm. but I think... Yours know, is probably how Eric's trying to be mean about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, again, he's not putting the best light here. I feel like this is the moment. But yeah. it also kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Corey is being a butt. An utbay. An utbay. Zaboomafu. That just reminds <laughs> This week, um, I think it was Friday. Yes, it was Friday. I was, like, talking to a student. I was like, you need to sit on your, your bottom. Because he was, like, trying to sit up on his desk. He was like, bottom in the chair. I was like, sit on your B-U-T-T. Or I, I might have even said, you, they were being mean. And I was like, you don't need to be a B-U-T-T about it. And then we were joking B-U-T-T-T-T-T. about it. And then we started saying, Utbay. And then we were talking in Pig Latin about a bunch of stuff. And then I was like, sit on your badonkadonk. And they were like, what? And they like couldn't say it. And I like talked them through how to say badonkadonk. And explained. Can you say badonkadonk in Pig Latin? Utbay, onkaday. Ba donk uh uh onka day. <laughs> sure. How would you say Abe Anka Day Anka Day? Abe Anka Day Ah Anka Day. I was about to say Bingaroni to you. <laughs> Bingaroni. So in Oklahoma <laughs> there are two towns I, I was just being explained this um by a dear friend. Um there are two towns in Oklahoma, Binger and Oni, and I guess they have kind of <laughs> ceased being two towns, and now they are Binger Dash Oni. But Binger when this, Oni. but when this person like told me about it, because she was telling me about like schools in Western Oklahoma, uh-huh. she she said Binger Oni, but I heard Binger Oni. <laughs> so now Binger Oni, I've been saying Binger Oni a lot, as you should. Well, that just made me think of. Uh... Bingo. In Brooklyn Nine Nine, when he he, wanted, he mixed up bingo and jackpot, <laughs> so it's a bing pot. Bing pot. That's a fun fun phrase. Bingaroni. But all that to say, I taught my kids the word badonkadonk. <laughs> we had a good time. Maybe I'm a bad teacher, but I'm nowhere near as bad as Feeny. I uh, very much enjoyed you trying to say that in Big Latin. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, bingaroni. Anyway. Eric, uh, yeah, so Eric's like, they get in their big fight, and he goes downstairs, storming in. Mm-hmm. And, and the parents, like, leave Corey alone. Yeah. Like, they both go after Eric. Yeah. Like, Corey's, as far as they saw, just was getting beat up by Eric. They didn't realize he was maybe the aggressor mm-hmm. here, who then got it handed to him. Handed to him. In yeah. quotation marks. There was, it was slightly worse fight than the Eric and Corey in the hallway fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no one says to talk to Corey. So like, Corey's been upset. He was just had a big thing in the hall, and now he's fighting his brother. Maybe we should talk to him. No, no, they don't. Um, but they say, Eric, your job is to figure out what's wrong with your brother. Um, and then Eric's kind of stressing about going, and he's like, I got to do my own laundry. Yes, I know black black shirts with 
like black clothing and white clothing, but what about my black shirt with white white stripes? What then? Uh huh. I tried to catch myself. <laughs> so I was like, blacks with blacks and whites with whites, but that wouldn't come <laughs> That's out. That's a right. different thing. But I was talking about laundry. You were. Your darks with your darks and your lights with lights. Yeah, your lights with lights. Yeah, which is a conspiracy. Yeah, I think it may have been a thing back in the day. I mean, it, if I have a new shirt. I mean, it even says, like, sometimes when you buy clothes at Target, because I'm a middle-class white person, so I buy my clothes at Target. Um, oh, I do mine at Walmart. Exactly. I'm a low you're not as person. You're not as uh, fancy as I. <laughs> uh, but it'll say, like, the colors here will probably bleed a little on the first wash. So wash with light colors. So, I mean, that makes sense. But I've never had that moment where I pull my clothes out and, like, one red thing was in there and now everything's pink. Well, just make sure... But it's like, once it's been washed a couple times, you're good. Well, yeah, and just make sure... Because you don't need to separate lights and lights and darks with darks. Just put all your darks in and with your new stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, just don't put anything white in with something new. It's just all a big conspiracy to get you to use more detergent. I mean, rinse, lather, repeat. I'm just saying. Who, once they've gotten to college and had to really pay to do laundry... (laughs) <laughs> really did all that crap. None. No, it's Zero like, I'm going to squeeze as much in there as I possibly can. Yep. And if I have to spend an extra quarter to run the dryer for a little bit more, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, so he's like, I'm leaving tomorrow. And they're like, no, you're not. We're your parents and we don't get that much time with you. And we have a dinner planned for you. Like, you're not leaving tomorrow. And he's like, listen, if you move the dinner till tomorrow night. I'll stay. I'll stay one more day. So instead of leaving in a week, he's going to leave the day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, but your job is to figure out what's wrong with your brother. Yeah. Which they could have probably figured out if one of them had stayed to, to talk. talk to him. Yeah. He or seems if, very distraught. Or if they, the two of them went to go talk to him after they talked to Eric mm-hmm. or something. It's like, we're the parents. This is our house and we're trying to run things, but we, we don't got time to figure that out. Yeah. And we only love one of our children. I will say... It's very obvious and cliche, but also good writing. Like, it's a good line. When he's like, I have lived in that room with him for 15 years, and I do not know what is wrong with him. Maybe that's your problem. Yeah, I mean, that was good. I feel like this middle part's not great, but from here, sort of on out, maybe not the dinner. But after the dinner, the episode kind of turns turns the corner to be a little better. Maybe. But I just don't like the conflict. Not that I don't like conflict. Mm-hmm. Though I don't. But in TV, whatever. But it just doesn't feel good. Yeah. It doesn't feel earned. Yeah. Especially after the last episode that we mm-hmm. just had. Yeah. But then they're at the party. Hardly anybody's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a party for Eric. Turner and Eli are there. Feeney's there. Sean, Corey, and Topanga are there. And the, Ma- the rest of the Matthews. And that's it. Could they have, like, someone who sort of resembles Jason just, like, zoomed in on their hair they could or have something? They done anything. But they just didn't have anybody there. Eric um, has no friends. The other students that were at Eric's party were Corey's friends. Yes. <laughs> and that's it. Um, and then Feeney's like, well, I'm just going to come say a little bit. And then Morgan's like, oh, no. It, it's definitely framed like Feeney has already spoken. Uh-huh. Like, at this like, He's already said something. Or, like, any time they have any gathering, mm-hmm. Feeney has to say something. And she's just like, oh, no. <laughs> Shh, he's going to be your principal someday, too. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, can a f- principal just pull a diploma before it gets sent to the I family? Don't see, why not? Feeney likes to abuse his power all the time. But it was like, it was like sending the mail to us after mm-hmm. graduation, right? Did you get yours by mail? 
Uh-huh. Or do you have to go in and pick it up? I think it was by mail. Yeah. So isn't that like postage? Like, isn't that illegal? Maybe they weren't sent yet. Huh. Yeah, I guess I don't know how that works. I always assume they're like printed in some big factory and then like sent probably out Probably not there. that. It's probably the school that does it. You think the school actually does it? Like, I could see it. Buys high grade paper and I doubt it. I could see it. They outsource um, it for sure. But either way, Feeney's giving this talk and he gives Eric his diploma and Eric kind of gives a little talk. He's like, this stands for my intellect. So it does not belong. It belongs to you just as much as it does to I. Me. I included you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the best joke of the entire episode. Easily of the whole episode. Just as much as it does to I. Me. I included you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there are like, would anyone else like to say anything? Corey? Corey's already did a thing of like, I don't want to say anything. I have nothing prepared. But then he comes up and he does. Um, It's like 15 years. And I never even knew him. I hope you have a great life. I really do. And he kind of goes off. Name bolts. Um, just for the Blue Means World Fever drinking game, by the way. They're having the going away party at Chubby's. <laughs> of course they are. Philadelphia's only Only restaurant. restaurant. Can't have it at their house or anything. Um, yeah. So then there's... I mean, I didn't write anything down about it. There's kind of a goodbye scene the next morning with mm-hmm. Eric and his parents and with Morgan. And it's just kind of like, be careful. It's pretty good acting. It's, it's nice. I just, the, there's nothing I really wrote down. Morgan gives Eric her bear. Yeah. She's like, I'm eight now. I don't need it. But still just really sad that her brother's leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they have a nice little relationship, the two of them. Well, I... So we haven't seen it lately. No. But the... We haven't seen it. I think the show one. has gone out of its way more to show the two of them doing things together than... In season one. Yeah. Still. The, the, the groundwork is there. We can just assume that that's continued to happen. Okay. Um, she's like really sad and Eric goes they all kind of hug and when everybody goes and then Morgan's like buried her face in her dad's leg and he just like sets the teddy bear down and kind of gives a wave how do you leaves. think Morgan reacted when she turned around and saw the bear like he didn't even take the thing I gave that him. son of a <laughs> and then son of a my <laughs> mom <laughs> then she got grounded again yep what did we say that she said that got her grounded? Um, kerfluffle. Some sort of kerfluffle. <laughs> Pinky kerfluffle. Pinky kerfluffle. Yeah, that's the one. That'll get you every time. To our 13-year-old listener, I think your name is Greta. Don't say hinky kerfluffle. It'll That'll be get a, you grounded. It'll get you grounded. Um, you can, however, say kaboomafoo. A kaboomafoo. <laughs> a kaboomafoo. Or zaboomafoo if you want to be correct. want to be correct, but who does? We don't. We don't. Um, Bingarino. <laughs> Bingarino. Bingaroni. <laughs> Dang it. I messed up my own thing. Bingarino is also good. Bingaroni. Um, it's just right there. <laughs> um, oh, yes. And Corey's gone. Yeah. I don't think we said that. He slept on the couch because they said he was too embarrassed. But he's gone. And then we have a scene where he's like saying goodbye to Topanga. Swear to God, it's an all girls camp. <laughs> I'm totally secure. Swear to God that it's an all-girls camp. I'll pay you $1,000 to hang out with me, but I'm totally secure. <laughs> Don't worry. He's just he's going to miss her. They're back together, big kiss. Um, like, and she's like, I, I should stay. He's like, no, you need to go. Yeah, they're, like, it's fine. Sean and Topanga are both like very much pitying Corey in this one. Like, I, They're really trying to paint him as pathetic. No. Oh, and I forgot to. Uh, <laughs> this is back when they were at the house. And he was saying goodbye. And they're like, Corey's having a really hard time. He's like, well, why aren't you guys sad that I'm leaving? He's like, well, that's just because we know you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it, it, it's a sweet talk. It's kind of the same talk they had with him earlier. It's like, I'm the older brother. It's not my fault I'm the older brother. Uh, this was more of a goodbye. Yeah. Than a, like, they, be safe, be careful. Like, you're going out into the world. Yeah, but they do it one more time of, like, the whole, it sounds like you guys would have a lot more in common now mm-hmm. deal. And he's like, you're right. And that's kind of what we're supposed to yeah. believe leads him to go. Mm-hmm. And then Sean is at the park, too. Mm-hmm. The pigeon feeding ladies at the park, too. Yeah. He was, <laughs> early in the morning in the early morning light. They're like, I'm going to spend the summer doing all the things I love. And he sits down and just turns his head and opens his mouth and she puts the bread in. Yeah. He's like ready for it this time. Um, Sean's there. They're saying goodbye. And then they hear like a horn honk. And Topanga's like, that's my bus. And then hear, and Sean's like, that's my house. What do you think happened between uh, Corey's grandmother and Sean's dad while they while he was away? They probably had some hijinks. <laughs> I'd watch that show. I'd watch Rue McClanahan having some adventures with Chet Hunter. Yep. Oh, the outfits they would wear. Oh, the outfits. The fashions. <laughs> oh, the fashions. Um. Yes. But anyway, apparently people who live in mobile homes really like La Cucaracha. Who doesn't? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they leave. It's like, oh, Corey's off by himself. He plays basketball. He plays basketball by himself, which is misses. the epitome of sad. He misses badly. Well, like, practicing shooting or dribbling. Mm-hmm. The whole Matthews passes to Matthews. Yeah. He does it in the saddest way possible. Uh-huh. Yeah, being his own announcer with the team of all himself. Yes. And passing it to himself instead of just, like, shooting. Which shooting is fine. Shooting is fun. Yeah. Ish. Um, Practicing against imaginary opponents one-on-one is fun. Yeah, it's sock ball. Mm-hmm. But this is just sad. It's beyond the pale. <laughs> um, but he shoots and he misses, but Eric is there and he catches the ball. Um, they kind of have a heart-to-heart a little bit, and Eric says, oh, I took your letter from San Diego. Well, yeah, they, they have a reconciliation moment. Yeah, like a, a brief one, but he was like, I was just feeling bad. I, so I swiped your letter. I saw it in the mailbox yesterday. And Eric's like, reads it. And he's just like, I didn't get in. Like, I, he didn't get into the school. Mm-hmm. He's not on the wait list anymore. He's just like, man, I really wanted to go to college. Which my question is why. Eric doesn't seem to care about school. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a world in which... You go to college or you are nobody. Yeah, you can't succeed. You have no abilities to succeed. You will be a grocer and everyone will hate you, including your son. But it's okay because yeah. you're his dad, too. Uh-huh. I guess you're all right. You're a grocer and that sucks. But you're my dad and that's okay. There's no dignity in your work. Mm-hmm. However. So I totally see that, but also just like, maybe he has been like, this is something that I do actually want. Mm-hmm. Which is why he's like, I can't slack off for three and a half years and in a few months think that I can make it happen. Um, so maybe he has become more motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and their their inability or unwillingness to define the characters is also a big problem. Like, what major does he want? What career does he intend to pursue? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what does he think he's missing out on? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's like, I really wanted to get in. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, it's just it's just kind of weird. They have a moment, and he's like, well, this trip is a celebrate. I'm not celebrating anything now. And Corey's like, it's once in a lifetime. And Eric's like, you know, you're, you're right. 
let's go home. And he's like, wait, go home. Why not just go on your trip? And he's like, gotta wait for you to pack. Yeah. This is where I'm kind of like, all right, and this is this is nice. Just like a nice brother moment. Yeah. It's like, we're going to go on this trip together. Like, it is for a big reason, and the reason is to spend time with my brother. Yeah. And the, the question aside of whether or not their parents should let a 15-year-old and an 18-year-old go across the country. Completely unsupervised. Without money. I... I was a 15-year-old boy who had no supervision. We don't do They're smart scary. things. <laughs> we, we don't do smart things. Yeah. And 18-year-old boys are stupider than 15-year-old boys. <laughs> you get progressively dumber until like... 25? 25-ish. <laughs> and even then, it's questionable. Yeah. Um, actually, at 25, you just accept your own stupidity. <laughs> yeah. That's when you start to rely on others to help you out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, and he's like, it sounds like it's a trip we'll never forget. Brother moment, tag at the end. Mm-hmm. Tag at the end where they're talking to Feeney and their parents, like, and on day two, we're here at Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And all of that, and Feeney's like, make sure you spend a whole day in Boston. It's like they're going the wrong way to spend a day in Boston, which is when Corey says they'll see the Cheers bar. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll know my name. Were I to have done more prep for this episode, which I should have done. I would have looked up exactly, like, how many miles it would take to see all the lower 48 and, like, seen how you would fit that into a two-month stretch. I'm sure you could do it, but... You could, but you wouldn't see much. Yeah, I mean, you've got, like, Texas, which takes 12 hours to drive through unless you just hit the panhandle Mm -hmm. and, like, just hit Dallas. Yeah. You've got Montana, which, like, if you were to drive the the upper part of the country, Montana alone is going to take you 10 hours to get through. It's a long, it's a long drive. Sucker's long. And the expenses here of, like, gas. I mean, fuel was cheaper then. Fuel was cheaper. But also they didn't have, I mean, Corey just sold his baseball cards, I guess. Yeah. We presume. But yeah. And then, but then they leave uh, the house and he's like, or they say, make sure you're going to check on colleges because that's the whole reason you're really going is to check out some colleges. And then they... Go and he's like, uh, Corey says, Eric, I'm not doing that. Like, that's not what I'm here for. He's like, we're checking them out on the way to here. And it's like... South Padre. Yeah, Myrtle Beach, Fort Lauderdale. Which means they're going to the bottom of Texas. Yeah. And that is like a 16, 20-hour drive. It's a long drive. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And then they both just look at each other. Smithsonian. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) And that's the end. Going off. Beavis and Butthead style. I, I like the Smithsonian. There's yeah. a lot there. It's very beneficial. Yeah, give me the Smithsonian. It's cool stuff. Um, give me some art museums. And there it is. That's the episode. That is the episode. Um, it's a weird one. Yeah. What'd you rate it? I gave it a six and a half. I'm going to give it a six and a half. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I thought you were going to yeah, say it at the same time as me. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I don't know why you thought that. <laughs> I don't know either. I give it a ten. I give it a ten too. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> There it is. That we did it. Um, um, but yeah, I'm also yeah, gonna give it. I just thought it was okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not very funny. I don't. They haven't made me care about Corey and Eric. Yeah, it is unearned. And maybe it's because I'm not a sibling, but like I can't like manufacture the caring for it. Um, it's not relatable really to you at all. Yeah, and 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 the characters just. I mean, none of the characters are very good. Mm-hmm. My MVPs. My I have an MVP question mark. I. I think it's between Topanga and Feeny. Could it be the Feeny puppet? I don't see why not. (laughs) The two two of the best lines are from the Feeny puppet. It's true. Feeny is very sweet with Eric. Mm -hmm. And very funny with the puppet. And fine at the end of the tag. Yeah, I just don't feel like Topanga is much here. 
Well, I mean, Sean's a non-presence. Yeah. Here. No, but Topanga's a delight. Finally, she's like... I'll give it to Eli for... <laughs> is, is this a graduation present? It's a confiscation gift. Yep. And then at the end of Eric's party where he's just smiling and nodding. Yeah. For the smile and nod. <laughs> for the smile and nod. One more Eli, time. Eli, this is probably the last Eli. time we're going to see him. Yeah, I think it is. It's sad. It's a real bummer. Um, Feeny? Or Feeny yeah, Puppet? Yeah, we give it to Feeny slash Feeny Puppet. Okay. It's really the Feeny Puppet. Really the Feeny Puppet, but... We'll Feeny will Feeny. be the official one. Yeah. Um, what did you call it? Um, I was going to go with uh, Boy Meets Boys of Summer. Yeah, I just said Boy Meets the Boy of Summer. Uh, the Boy of Summer. Well, I was making more about him, him and, and Eric. Eric. Boys of Summer is good. Boy Meets Boys of Summer. Yeah. There you have it. We did it. It's Season it 3 finale done. that probably shouldn't be the Season 3 finale. Absolutely should not. I mean, story-wise, yes, of them going off. Mm-hmm. And it will connect into the Season 4. But thematically, all of it, I feel like it should have been like, more about Eric and the triumph of graduating high school. Yeah. The wrap-up of Sean's story with his dad leaving, the getting back together with Topanga, and Eric graduating should have all been the climax. Mm -hmm. Like, those three things are, like, the big climax. Saving a... An Eric and Corey story for the end about how Eric and Corey aren't in stories enough feels wrong. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Um, it's not earned in any way. No. Yeah. But we're done. We have finished we've a third finished season. A th- we've done three seasons. We're about to hit the middle point we of are. the show. Um, not even close when you factor in Girl Meets World. We still have a lot. Miles to go before we sleep. Miles to go before we sleep. But, I mean, we're almost halfway through... Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. It's insane. It's crazy. We just had our year anniversary. Yeah. Next week, we will be doing our tournament. There's some question about that, but yeah. We're on our... It's the bonus, not bonus episodes, but uh, outside episode season. Yeah, it's it's bonus season. Um, We're kind of trying to finagle some guests. The tournament will either be next week or the week after. We're probably going to do the season, the season two, three, two, three, three reboot. Reboot. At the holiday point. special and season three reboot. Yes. We'll turn season two into a holiday special. Yeah. And season three to its um, own thing. Yeah. And then, I like that. Just turn season two into an hour and a half movie. <laughs> um, I like that. Um, yeah. So, season two, three reboot uh, tournament. Um, it's probably come out before you're hearing this. But we were on... We were recently... It's funny because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. We're doing it tomorrow. Yeah. We'll be on an episode of Shit 90s Shows Taught Me. I couldn't think of the name. (laughs) I just like couldn't. Yeah. And then I did. At Shit 90s Pod on Uh Twitter. So we'll be on them. We'll be learning about Mm -hmm. astrology. Yeah. The original idea was boys meet astrology. And uh, we're going to... We are dumb, dumb, idiot faces. By the time you hear this, we're experts. Yeah. We've... I know all of my chart. You do? I will. By the time you hear this, I know all of it. I understand the mysteries of the universe. The centaurs and Harry Potter were exactly right about everything. (laughs) Um, Mars is bright tonight. Sure. I got nothing. But, um, yeah, by the time you're hearing this, we know more. Um, when we were, they were going to make our charts for us or whatever, they were like, where are you guys born? And I'm like, why does that matter? <laughs> so get excited. Um, and then, but the way this, it's not just about astrology. We're going to then kind of talk about, once we know more, we're going to talk about what signs and traits astrological signs and traits we see in in the characters in the characters of we have World. a birthdays pinned down for two of them yeah ish. Ish. ish so we have a general idea of where they fall others we don't know so much yeah sean's has to be very early in the year 
yeah, we can figure that out yeah. uh, at the time. But we're looking forward to that, so be sure to check that out mm-hmm. with our friends Jess and Sarah. Yeah, and um, I always really like the interim episodes um, that we do. We get to kind of be pretty creative, mm-hmm. do some unique things. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Before you know, we'll be in season four. Hopefully we have some exciting new guests to yeah. our universe. We probably won't for the first episode, just because it's like a direct follow-up to this one. I'm hoping we do. For the first one? Okay, great. That's what I talked about with them. Okay. Just because I think it's a great episode. I mean, it, it is a great episode. I just It ties directly into this episode, and I would have wanted the guests to do both, but... I mean, that's probably not necessary. They can just watch this one. Yeah. Or not. I think it'll be fine. Um, um, but yeah, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. Oh, mm-hmm. wait. I got more. Thanks to Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. Um, you can find the link to the video with the song in the description of the episode and see all of his other work from there. A lot of great stuff that you can find there by him. Yep. You and can. now I have officially. That's all I've got. You oh, can. also... That's not all I've got. You can follow us at <laughs> BGWorldFever at Twitter and Instagram or email us at BGWorldFever at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. I don't think we have any listener mail this week. I didn't get to do as much prep as I normally do, so um, I apologize if we do, and I'll get to it. We'll get to it next week for sure. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for our overall thoughts on Season 3. I feel like we normally give them right now. I'm still kind of processing. Yeah, let's, we'll give them later. We'll give our overall thoughts on season three a little bit later, um, maybe like a mini episode or something. I don't know. Um, still processing because I had a lot of preconceptions about this season um, and whether or not those were lived up to. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. So think about it. That is now all I've got. That is me as well. All that I have. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. When the